How do you pay, man? Huh? If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. Well, all right. Yeah. ten grand to me. Yeah. You know, ever since I turned pro in 1989, when I signed the dotted line, it was strange. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the inaugural edition, the first episode of our new podcast, Straight Cash Homie, a look at the business side of sports. My name is Neil Rule, one of your hosts here today, the television and radio voice of the Oakland Golden Grizzlies men's basketball team. Joining me, as always, Cam Evans. He's president of the Evans Law Group, also very active in sports law as well. As a matter of fact, he represents professional and Olympic athletes, and Cam historic here the first ever episode of straight cash homie and let let me ask you this when i hit you with that and said cam i got the perfect name for this straight cash homie what went through your mind that you had the perfect name for it this is <laughs> um it relates so well to the business of sports and the money that's out there and at times from the players and the owners the attitude that they have towards cash and what they do with it Absolutely, and and I'm excited for this. I think this is a very underserved market in, in terms of sports fans and what they like. Everybody likes the dollars. Everybody likes the cents, and uh, especially with how it relates to sports, there's no question about it. So, you know, before we get too far down the track, let's just jump right in. Let's get into it, man. Let's do a little, lay down a little straight cash, homie. And uh, today's first episode, very timely, Cam, and, and you and I had talked about this, and this was a big strategy of ours. We wanted to get this involved coming off the Super Bowl and obviously the Patriots with that 34-28 overtime win in a game they trailed 28-3 people are talking about it already it's it's the most dynamic Super Bowl performance in the history of the game from the quarterback spot by Tom Brady and the legend the social media exploded uh, the legend that is Tom Brady lives on Cam it really was a performance for the ages yeah it was it was a quintessential Tom Brady um never given up being prepared uh, and that's that organization uh, and focusing on what they needed to do on both sides of the ball to execute and then give them opportunities to go and make plays if they don't have the opportunities then they don't get the chance to go and do what they do Um, but not everybody uh, can go and execute and do something when opportunities are presented to them absolutely and and cam Tom Brady and what he did, and we all know what it did for his legacy on the field. The five Super Bowl rings, the most decorated quarterback in the history of the National Football League. I think it puts to bed all the discussion and all the debate. And there was a lot riding on the line for Tom Brady in this game because if they lose this game, he's 4-3 and three in the Super Bowl. And while he, I don't want to say he's not just another quarterback in the Super Bowl, but when you lose three of them, you're just another quarterback in the Super Bowl. But he got the fifth win. The debate's over. You shut it down. He's the best. Is he the best of all time in your eyes? In my eyes, absolutely. I mean, nobody. The, the, there's one goal in the NFL, and that is to win Super Bowls. He has proven over, you know, a 17-year career that he's able years. to do, and he does it in a way that he does not typically have Pro Bowlers surrounding him, and he will in the biggest games, the biggest stages, uh, be able to execute what the coaching staff has put in front of him and be able to utilize people 
that a lot of people never heard of. You know, look at James White, a third string running back, and how you could go and say, hey, what are we going to do to be able to counterattack the Falcons' man-to-man defense that was just causing havoc, and the Patriots were not doing much um, from the standpoint of being effective and putting points on the board. And so the coaching staff said, hey, we're going to go do something different. Tom's got to go and execute that. And he's able to do it, and he's able to put the confidence in his teammates that you know they know that he's going to lead them and put in a them in a position to go make a play. Well, speaking of being put in a position, Cam, with that performance, the best of all time in the history of the Super Bowl, and the Tom Brady legend grows. And with that, what we do here on the Straight Cash Homie podcast is we take a look at the business side. So let's get into that, Cam. You're your area of expertise and this is something where i'm coming at it i'm a fan and look i'm a fan that's honest about it i love talking about this type of stuff and the financial ramifications of what goes on everybody loves what happens on the field but there are a lot of us that love the money side of it as well so so this sets up for tom brady now the legends at an all-time high there's no doubt about that no, nobody can question that how do you capitalize cam you represent professional olympic athletes when you see this coming down the pipe what Tom Brady did and what was in front of him, the iron's hot right now. And, and every day that goes by, it gets a little less and less hot. How do you put yourself in the best position to capitalize financially if you're Tom Brady? If you're Tom Brady, a lot of pre-planning. Um, he has to work with his marketing team to be able to know what opportunities could be out there for them if things go right in the Super Bowl. And that's obviously the first and most important things is if things go right in the Super Bowl. Uh, but, you know, back in For September, two and a half quarters, they didn't. <laughs> at least. Um, but be able to sit there in, you know, the summer. He had four weeks off in the beginning of the year. You know, he was out filming a potential commercial for the fifth ring. And that is something that if you're at his stratosphere, which very few people are, you can do that type of pre-planning. But that's what needs to get done because Super Bowl's over Sunday night. They're tied up Monday. They got prayed. Finding time to be able to go and shoot a commercial is going to be difficult with all the other obligations that he has after the Super Bowl. And so it is what are you going to do to be able to exploit this? And Tom's not somebody who has a lot of endorsements historically compared to other quarterbacks in the NFL. Why, why is that? Let me cut you off right there, Cam. Why, why is that? I mean, Tom Brady's got the baby face. He's got the hot wife. He has all the intangibles. Most of all, he has a success on the field. Why is that? Why, does it, why doesn't he strike a chord in terms of endorsements? Is that something that he just chooses to do? No, I think it, part of it is the perception of the Patriots. I mean, there, there is a segment of society uh, and sports fans out there that say they cheat. Uh, and once you're a cheater, you're always a cheater. And you got the, you know, the Spygate issues, and did they get an unfair advantage for their ability to go and win the first few Super Bowls? Um, there's some people who do not like people who have success year after year after year. Um, and obviously he took a huge hit with the flake gate. A huge hit. If you look at his numbers in 2015 from the standpoint of what people perceived of him, they were in the tank. And so if you're going to be a company out trying to decide who you're going to go and have be your spokesperson or to endorse you, um, that's a risk at that point in time because you don't know where Deflategate is going to not only come out from a legal standpoint through the arbitration and the court hearings, but from public perception. 
And that's really the key for companies who are spending the marketing money is what is the public perception is going to be. If we use Tom to endorse us, is he going to drive our sales, drive our brand? Speaking of driving the brand and driving sales and endorsements, so so one of the things that has popped since the Super Bowl went final, the, the machine begins for Tom Brady financially. TriStar Productions, a, a famous autograph and memorabilia company, what they do is they sign athletes and they have them do autograph signings and fans can send their stuff in or buy things as well and have Tom Brady autograph them. So, so you wonder, how does this impact Tom Brady financially, what happened, especially in terms of the memorabilia market? Well, here's the answer to your question. TriStar is doing this private signing with Tom Brady. This will be completed sometime in March of 2017. You can send your items into TriStar or you can buy some of their items to have autograph. If you're in the market for having a TriStar item autograph, here's the prices that's going to set you back. You want an 8x10 photo, something to hang on the wall? Cool, $849. That's what it will set you back. And the, they're scaled all the way down to the autographed authentic jersey for the low, low price of $1,199, Cam. How many am I going to mark you down for? At least five, because I think they're throwing in the jersey. They, you do get the jersey. They, they are supplying the jersey. So for the low, low price of $1,199, you can have an autographed, authentic Tom Brady jersey. Take us through the X's and O's of that, if you will. How, how does this work out for Tom Brady? Well, the X's and O's from the standpoint of striking while the iron is hot. Um, he, before this, was in the Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana. I got four rings. And I've, you know, I got some Super Bowl losses and some, you know, I shouldn't have lost to the Giants a couple times. Now he is on a level that nobody else has ever achieved. His popularity may never be greater than it is because not only did they win the fifth, they won it in historic fashion, and it was him throwing the ball around the field um, to the tune of the most passing yards in the history of the Super Bowl. Yeah, he had, he had more pass attempts and the Falcons ran plays. Right. <laughs> Think about that. It's just, it, is, it right. was an amazing game. Um, and so that is obviously, you know, from Trestor, from the standpoint of that, think what the market's going to bear is that this is the time to do it. If he goes wins next year, two years from now, and he's got six rings, it's not going to be the same energy, enthusiasm, excitement, and probably will be unlike any other situation as it was in in Super Bowl 51, where it's this huge comeback plus overtime. And right. so he's got the ability now to go do it. Uh, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, you know, I assume that, you know, he has his own marketing um, or entertainment limited liability company called an LLC. Almost every professional athlete who has an endorsement deal will not have be paid personally. They'll have their own separate company uh, for tax purposes. Um, and there's going to be plenty of taxes that get generated off of that. Oh, hopefully for him, you know, or, or people, or maybe they're going to say, no, I'm not going to pay that much. You don't know. But if the money comes in, um, it allows him from a tax planning purpose to pay less tax and put more money in his pocket. And how does that work? Like, So it allows him to have, to, to be able to pay less tax on these autograph signings and things of that nature. How does that work? So, so you have your, just for instance, we don't know this to be the case, but your Tom Brady LLC. How does that work for him in that he, he's able to do this stuff through this company? So, so TriStar would cut the check to Tom Brady, make it payable to Tom Brady LLC. This goes to his company, and he draws a salary from that company? Or, or how does that work? Most likely. So he's going to be the only owner in the limited liability company. Called, let's just call it Tom Brady Enterprises. 
and so, yeah, he will, obviously all of his endorsements will go through that company. And so he'll get a salary out of that as an employee. So that's just like any other one of us who are out working for a living. You get your paycheck, you get taxes taken out of it. But at the end, you're going to have a pile of money left over um, in distributions that, you know, come to him in the form of a profit. And he will pay that on his personal proper, or his personal income tax. But there's only getting taxed once as opposed to having, you know, a, a true corporation out there, which is the same type of entity, just a different name to it, where the corporation pays taxes. So you have a corporate tax paid. Then the distribution to the shareholder, the shareholder has to pay it. So you get a double tax in that situation. So here he avoids that. You could run all kinds of business expenses through Tom Brady Enterprises that are easier to write off um, through a corporate structure than it is through an individual entity. He gets protection in case something, somebody trips and falls at the autograph signing and they want to sue and the like. But there's a lot that has to happen because, you know, he's in the 39.6% tax bracket. It's a good tax bracket to be in. Uh, yeah, I would love to be in that tax bracket. Um, on the federal side, you know, I'm not sure where his state of residence is, but, you know, he's from California. If California is still where he resides, you know, they have, you know, a 12.3% tax on him out there. And, that, um, and that's just your personal income tax that you pay. Correct. That, that's not your federal. That That's your personal income tax that you pay based on the state that you're in. So think about that. If Tom Brady makes a dollar, he's got to pay 12.3 cents to the state of California. He makes a lot of dollars. He makes a lot of dollars, and he's paying 40 You're paying forty percent to the feds, basically. And so, I mean, that's over, it's, you know, 52%. Yes, he's got a lot of money to pay that with, which is a good thing, but he also wants to be smart in his tax planning um, so he can take advantage of the rules that are out there uh, to be able to keep as much of that money as he deems fit. You're listening to the Straight Cash Homie Podcast. My name is Neil Rule, a local sports broadcaster here in the Detroit area. He is Cam Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, also active in sports law, represents professional and Olympic athletes. And we're talking about the business side of sports, as always, here on the inaugural edition of Straight Cash Homie. And Cam, you brought up a, a whole nother deal that I wanted to get into you with the taxes and in earnings that are taxable the professional athlete and we'll focus on again the Tom Brady's the Super Bowl participant athletes because that's what's relevant right now with the Patriots winning the Super Bowl the common fan doesn't realize Super Bowl bonuses and playoff shares players are paid bonuses on top of their salary depending on how far they get in the playoffs you get x amount for winning a playoff round you get x amount for winning a conference championship and x amount for winning the super bowl and and something you and i talked about in our our pre-production meetings was we discussed the super bowl being in the state of texas and that's a bit of a financial boon for the teams that were competing in it namely for the atlanta falcons and the new england patriots versus last year when cam newton and the panthers were playing against the Broncos and Peyton Manning being in the state of California, that aforementioned state income tax that we talked about, in Texas, there is no state income tax. So the players that played in this year's Super Bowl that just passed have a financial advantage over the ones that played the year before in California. Absolutely, because, yeah, as you said, it's, uh, Texas is one of seven states that does not have a state income tax. Um, and so the ability of the players to keep more of their money is available when you're in Texas for the Super Bowl when you're in 
Florida as opposed to being California. Um, and, you know, it was widely reported last year that, you know, Cam Newton, you know, is a little over $100,000 for his playoff share um, in the Super Bowl if they would have won it. And it turned out to be less than that. But he paid more in California taxes than he received in his Super Bowl share um, based on a treaty between the states called the Jot Tax. And he was, they were out there for another trip during the year. And it's just not during the game. If you're out there for six days in advance because you have to be there for practice and media day, guess what? state of California says that's working. And we get to tax you for those days as well as the Super Bowl Sunday game day. Um, and so, and you'll see this um, when players are deciding where to go in free agency. One of the things that, plays that they a will, part. that certainly plays a part is where you go uh, because you can you sign someplace in California and be subject to the California 12.3% tax, or you can go to Tennessee and not have any state income tax. And that's a significant – it can be a significant factor for certain players. And that is very real, Cam. And this always this will always bring me back, being here in Detroit, in a Detroit-based show, when Grant Hill left the Pistons and went to Orlando and signed that mega-million-dollar deal with Orlando. Now, he signed it, ended up signing with the Pistons. They did the sign-and-trade with Ben Wallace, and we all know how that worked out for the Detroit Pistons. They got a championship ring out of it. Now, what Grant Hill got out of it was working in the state of Florida – which is another one of those no state income tax states, putting your representative hat on. You represent athletes. That's something that's very feasible to you guys. That's very plausible. You you think about that. If, if you're a free agent and you're shopping your wares, right away that's, that's a 9% salary increase, isn't it? If, if you go to a, a team, if everything's equal, if the contracts and the numbers are equal, say you're in a salary cap sport, that's a 9 or 10 or 12% pay increase just by going to one of these teams that have the the no tax law for personal income tax yeah and it could be and, and you look at it also not only from the standpoint of the salary that they're receiving but now if you're a resident of florida and that is where you're going to have you know grant hill enterprises llc based and he's going to be receiving all this income that he's got to still pay on his personal income tax through the llc He's got to pay federal on it, but he's not paying any state taxes on that. Uh, and it is something that is constantly looked at when free agents are deciding where to sign. It may not be the determining factor, but it is a factor that needs to be put on the menu and talked about uh, because the one philosophy out there, it's, you know, it's not how much you make, it's how much you save. We, at the end right. of the day, we've all got our paychecks. And we're sit there and it's like, oh, that net's a lot less than the gross. What what do I really have to, to, to live on? And obviously their ability to live is vastly different than our ability. Um, but it is something that they need to look at uh, as they're making the decisions of where they're going to land and where they're going to sign as free agents. And this isn't something like we bring this up here on the Straight Cash Homie podcast and say, woe is the professional athlete. No, we're not, we're not trying to do that. What we're trying to do is convey the message. I mean, there are very real, sizable <laughs> disadvantages of being a professional athlete from the financial spectrum of they're the ones that lay the body on the line every single pass play every time they go across the middle go to catch a ball uh play in the basketball game go up for a rebound they're they're the ones that are taking this risk and and there are these things associated with it i mean hey you brought up the fact if you if you live in california you're paying 52 cents on your dollar in taxes before you and this cam i'm assuming this is before you've paid an agent Sorry. <laughs> before you've paid a lawyer. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> but before you've done any of that, I mean, 
Is it fair to say a, a professional athlete in California could pay an upwards of 60, per, 60 cents on the dollar that they make in, in fees and taxes? Well, in taxes, because, I mean, that's just the – so you get the federal at 39.6%. You got the employee share of Social Security. You get Medicare tax. All these things that we see come out of our payroll checks comes out of their payroll checks. They got the 12.3% California tax. And then, depending on where they live out there, think San Francisco, you may have a locality tax. For people in Detroit, in the area, you know that the city of Detroit has a separate city income right. tax. And it can, you know, it can take a large chunk of that money out. And not only are they, you know, they're putting their bodies on the line, especially right now with everything that's going on in football uh, and the CTE issues and, and, no question. and you know, a 35 year average lifespan in the NFL is that their ability to earn the type of money that they're earning now is very, very short, and it's going to be in their 20s. It's not like you and I and most of the listeners out there who are probably going to say our my highest um, income earning years will probably be when I'm north of 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not not if you're a professional athlete. It's the exact opposite scale. It is, and then you're looking at you know younger kids having a lot of money in their pockets, um, which would have been a bad thing if, when I was young. Um, Me but too. It, yeah, it's, it's so it's, it, it's things, and and this is a big issue. Um, and you mentioned the injuries and stuff. That you know the state of Illinois right now is considering passing an amendment to their workers' compensation statute that would very negatively affect professional football players who are injured. And, um, and subject to the Illinois law. So it would be all the Chicago Bear players. And the NFLPA, the Players Union, has come out and said, if this bill passes and this change happens to the Illinois workers' comp, we will advise free agents not to sign with the Bears. Um, and so it, and it is because the players are the brand. The players are the money. Right. And the time that they have to earn is so finite. It's not like you and I and me being in sports broadcasting, and I can do this into my 60s as, as long as I still have the capacity to do it, and the desire is always going to be there, the love is always going to be there. Uh, that's something I see myself doing for as long as I'm still doing it at what I perceive to be a high level. Some of the people out there might not say, hey, you're not doing it at such a high level right now, and, and that's okay, but as long as I perceive it to be at a high level, uh, God willing, I'm going to continue to do this for as long as I can. Your shelf life in, in professional sports as you said the average nfl career three and a half years and i had the opportunity to catch up with Kay felder speak i spoke earlier about oakland university he's playing for the cleveland Cavs now and Kay and i spoke during halftime of one of the basketball broadcasts i do for oakland and the conversation turned to that it turned to money and, and it got it got to be a very real conversation with Kay, and, and he spoke candidly about what he does financially in that he still wears the clothes that he got from Oakland. He still wears the Nike stuff that he has from Oakland. He rents an apartment during the season, and he bought a Chevy Tahoe, and that's it. He said, I don't spend any money on anything else. I don't have. I still have the same bag, the same Nike bag that I got from Oakland. That's what I show up with on the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> charter team plane where he gets on behind LeBron James. He said, I, that's what the vets told me. The vets told me before they talked to anything about being on the floor, they said, okay, you got your money. You got to protect it because you never know. You never know. You're, you're going to wake up one day. Your earning ability is going to be gone. You have to protect that money. So that's something that Kay spoke very candidly about. And it was intriguing to hear him speak about it, a professional athlete, with that new 
newfound attitude of protecting what you have because you never know when the plug's going to be pulled on it. Right, and you know what we're talking about with Tom Brady Enterprises and how do you go and you know what are the tax implications and how you can structure it. That's all part of a comprehensive plan or strategy for that player is to how do they protect their wealth? How do they protect the money that they're earning? And one way to do it is not to overpay taxes if there's a legal way to pay less taxes in addition to being you know cautious in how you spend your money uh, you know being able to you know deal with the friends and families that can come out of the woodwork um, you know they who wouldn't want to be a professional athlete well I know I'd love to have been a professional athlete it would been a great thing and there is a lot of benefits to it but there are some drawbacks um, and there's things that I, there's a lot of training that goes on and obviously Kay has some very good you know advisors and family around him I would suppose you know from the standpoint and vets and willing to listen to the vets right which and is another thing is that oh I don't need to listen to you I'm different I'm better or whatever the vets share he listens and so he's got a game plan to, uh, that he needs to now go and execute so that he can protect what he is generating one of the weekly segments we look forward to doing here and it's time for it Cam and I know I know you're a fan of this. This was your brainchild, and, and I love it here on the Straight Cash Homie podcast. Neil Rule and Cam Evans with you. It's time for pros and cons. <laughs> and what we do is we highlight uh, throughout, the, uh, throughout the weeks, in between the podcasts that we do here, we highlight some of the higher-profile arrests uh, that go on. And, and, Cam, I'll pick your brain on what the next play is for them, what they have to do to try to get back maybe to where they were before or maybe what the implications are and it could be over for them so so let you want to dive right in absolutely yeah let, let's go right in the one that's big right now here on pros and cons the troubles continue for baylor university and sad to say but their assistant coach brandon washington was arrested over the weekend for attempting to solicit a prostitute according to the waco tribune so Brandon Washington, who came over from Temple, was charged with a Class B misdemeanor, which carries a maximum six months in jail and a $2,000 fine in Texas. He was arrested at a hotel as part of a huge prostitution sting that the police were doing. Washington was a former player at LSU on the 2003 National Championship team and, as we said, came over from Temple, where his coaching career uh, looked to be on the fast track, coming over to Baylor. So, Cam, Brandon Washington right now, not the location that you want this to happen in. He he's gonna pay. He's gonna pay in the court of public opinion just based on where he was a coach at. Coming here to Baylor and having this happen right now, not the time for that. Oh, absolutely not the time. And and you look at the potential implications. And I believe he's a, he's a strength coach down there. And, and right. we don't know what happened. He he's been arrested. He hasn't been charged yet. Uh, you don't know what's actually going to happen through that process. Um, but. Those types of actions affect not only him, obviously, and especially where he's currently um, employed at in, in the culture there. And the uh, climate. And the climate, absolutely. That he's, he impacts the university. He impacts the athletic program. Uh, he impacts players that are still there. Um, and it, it causes you grave concerns if this turns out to be true that he was soliciting a prostitute that a change in a head coach isn't the answer this is a culture issue things down, have to be flushed there 
Yeah, and I don't know. If this I, turns out to be true. And, well, I mean, I think it probably needed to be flushed before, personally. Anyway, right. You know, given what has come out. Um, but this is not just simply going to be fixed by changing a head coach. Um, and it is something that needs to be addressed. And I don't know what the right answer is for Baylor. I don't know all the ins and outs. Um, but they have a culture where um, the sexual conduct or misconduct, maybe a better way to put it, um, was swept under the rug, tolerated, yep. was perhaps encouraged, uh, whatever the right verb is going to be. Um, and that culture has to change. We talk a lot about the culture of the Patriots. And what is that culture? You breathe it. You live it. You know what you're going to do. The culture can infect in a negative way, too, the the environment in which these, you know, young men, and they are men, um, um, can go and live and make decisions and make, at times, horrible decisions. Right. And Cam, and as you said, we're not the judge, we're not the jury, we're not the executioners. He, he was arrested. That's, that's all that we know right now. And, and you're innocent until proven guilty. However in the court of public opinion, which there is a judge, jury, and executioner. Every single day there is. What kind of damage does something like this do, not only to the Baylor brand? It, it does a tremendous amount of damage to the Baylor brand. Taking it a step further, which is what we like to do here on the Straight Cash Homie podcast, let's take it a step further. What damage does this do to the Big 12 brand? Because, Cam, let's be honest, that's a segment of games on TV. If you're ESPN, if you're Fox Sports 1, you probably don't want to go down that road next season. It's much easier to just put the Oklahoma State game on than it is to put the Baylor game on if you're a television network. Absolutely. And and you look at that, you look at potential implications from what the NCAA may do. Um, from a, you know, Are they going to shut it down? Are they going to have financial penalties? Are they going to have show causes? They have a, a whole bunch of uh, potential remedies uh, at their disposal. Uh, but absolutely, it's going to be in market. Are you, are you going to want to? I mean, you know, there's Nike is the obviously you sell, you know, did the big deal with Michigan. Um, Rutgers, I think, is flipping over to Adidas and they're making some money. There's a lot of money to be made right now. Rutgers, by the way, had the most alum playing in the Super Bowl, little known fact. <laughs> uh, who had that answer, by uh, the nah, way? I did not have that answer. <laughs> and that was all because Belichick was down there watching his son play lacrosse and he was able to see people eye-to-eye and face-to-face and all, and get, you know, personal information. Mm-hmm. But, you know, are you going to want your brand, bring this back to what we were talking about before, you want company, you want your brand associated with Baylor Athletics? No way. Do you want, you know, our, our revenues into the school, um, let alone the implications it's going to have if you're out recruiting? And the reason that Baylor all of a sudden was able to make a lot of money and get a lot of national exposure was because they were winning on the field. And you win if you have players. And if you're not getting the players, not going to win. You're not going to win. <laughs> and that and 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 you look at the you know from the standpoint of the very successful women's basketball program, the men's basketball program that's doing well. I mean, the implications going to do, you know, and 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 let alone for you know all the the women out there who have suffered through all this right. over years and years and years. And there's plenty of lawsuits going on. And those lawsuits just became a little bit more complicated um, based on 
on the arrest. We got one more for you here on the pros and cons segment here, the Straight Cash Homie Podcast. Neil Rule, Cam Evans with you. It wasn't a good week for people named Brandon, Cam. Uh, here in the local circles, as we record this podcast here in the greater Detroit area, ex-Detroit Lion member Brandon Pettigrew, you remember him, he was a first-round draft pick, a tight end that was taken, caused a lot of stir. I thought he was a pretty solid player. I mean, he wasn't a first-round draft pick, but he was a pretty solid player, very good blocking tight end for the Detroit Lions out of Oklahoma State. Well, Brandon Pettigrew was arrested and charged with two misdemeanors after he argued with two men outside an Oklahoma City nightclub early Sunday morning. Pettigrew, 31, was charged with public drunkenness and disorderly conduct while arguing with two other men and Oklahoma City police outside the Pretty Please social room in the city's Bricktown nightclub district at about 2 a.m. This report coming to us courtesy of the Detroit Free Press. So, Cam, let's spin that around. And obviously Brandon Pettigrew's playing days may be behind him. He was recently cut by the Lions. He's north of 30. He's had some injury problems. So his playing days may be behind him. This certainly doesn't help his case if he does want to come back in play. But, you know, we keep it real here. I you know, I don't want to use the cliches, but we'll keep it real here on the Straight to Cash Homie podcast. And, Cam, we see the difference here, don't we? Two misdemeanors, an argument outside a bar. You're definitely more apt to get a free pass on something like this than you are with what we just talked about with what's going on at Baylor. Now, Brandon Pettigrew... This may or may not keep him from playing again. We don't know the answer to that, but it's a lot easy. Obviously, it's a lot easier to recover from that than it is from the, what we talked about before. Absolutely, and, and, and part of that is the culture and what has been happening recently, not only in college campuses. We've got Ray Rice, you know, uh, what he did to his wife in the elevator, uh, and how uh, Josh Brown, the uh, Giants kicker, former Giants kicker, uh, you know, he's not getting back in the league. No. Um, but, but Predator, you know, he, he's out trying to become a free, you know, he's a free agent. He'd like to sign. And this is something that now all of a sudden the team who's going to consider to sign him has to go and, and look at. Um, and, you know, he put himself in a bad situation. We all put ourselves in bad situations at times. It is just more difficult. Trouble will find your way at 2 o'clock in the morning at a bar if you're a professional athlete. Uh, and it's certainly the publicity around that. Well, and obviously he's dealing with Oklahoma right now, the state. We got, you know, the running back from Oklahoma uh, who didn't get invited to the NFL Combine right. solely, solely for his off-the-field conduct. Um, and that these are going to be things that the NFL, and we're focusing on the NFL on, on the inaugural Straight Cash Homie uh, podcast today, uh, is going to take into account because they've seen the fallout from the way that the NFL is perceived to have handled or failed to handle investigations properly involving domestic violence. Right, and Joe Mixon, as you said, he's a running back for Oklahoma, was not invited to the NFL scouting combine. Obviously, this is going to make a difference in where he's drafted. And we've seen this before, where, where characters come into play. Randy Moss, the idea behind the whole namesake of the Straight Cash Homie podcast. We, we saw some pre-draft issues and off-the-field issues and attitude issues affect where he went. Is the NFL turning a corner in your eyes with the way that they handle, I guess you want to say, questionable cases? Look, let, let me bottom line this. If Joe Mixon can play, somebody's going to take him. It's just a question of where how much, or how much can he play. Or is he going to be an undrafted 
you know, rookie free agent. It's one of those things. But he's cost himself, um, you know, millions of dollars based on where his play is on the field that say if you had a clean b- background, this is where you're going to be drafted. Top ten draft pick in all it, likelihood. Yeah, uh, I mean, at least first rounder. You right. Know? And, 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 and so, and, and that's right. It's, it's on him. He did it. It's on video. There's no denying it. Um, and you can't expect to be able to engage in that type of conduct and not have consequences, whether it's criminal, whether it affects your ability to play. You know, you have a situation. He may never even get in the league. Ray Rice, pro bowler, video. He is not in the league and has never been touched again by any NFL team. Now, now but Cam, I would say because people doubt his ability to play. He was already on the downside when all this happened in his career. Joe Mixon, I believe, is a different story because I think he can play. He will get a shot somewhere. It, Everybody wants to, to draw a line in the sand and, and take the moral high road and stand on the soapbox until it comes out that he can play. In my mind, I think you're going to see this will be a guy, yeah, will, will he go the seventh-round draft pick route or undrafted? Sure. But if he gets in there and dazzles, I think we can both agree we're going to see him in September, the following September, starting getting the rock. But these are the type of discussions that are going to be held internally by NFL teams what are you going to do is it worth it is his potential is his upside does it outweigh the negatives that are going to come with that Um, given a situation you know if you you mentioned Baylor before Mm -hmm. you know does this impact the you know the Cowboys certainly are not in the need for a running back anymore no but Given the fact that they're in Texas, would this impact their decision as to whether or not to sign somebody like Mixon, who had the video of him punching the young lady, given the fact that Baylor has caused so much problems and concerns in the Texas area, would that be something that would drive fans away from the Cowboys? Is it going to affect them? Obviously, if people... If a team thinks that this guy is going to be a difference maker and will make them a better team, and that will outweigh any of the negatives, and they have to have a really good feeling that he's not going to do anything like this going forward, then, yeah, he'll he'll end up somewhere. Or he better be really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> one of the two. One of the two. Well, Cam, this was really good here today. A lot of fun, a blast. I knew it would be as we take a look at some of the business side of sports. And, look, we're going to do this Straight Cash Homie podcast going forward. 30 minutes, 45 minutes-ish around there, taking a look at all the business issues that are going on in sports. And as this goes on, Cam, I know you're excited. Uh, The NCAA tournament's around the corner. We'll talk about that whole paying athletes thing and and where that stands and the Ed O'Bannon stuff and the philosophical debates of paying college athletes. We'll have that one coming up for you as well. We'll take a look at the... The NBA labor deal, which was recently ratified not too long ago, uh, that ties in nicely to the whole NCAA thing. There, there's just endless topics, Cam. I know you're excited. I'm excited. And uh, we'll get to them all, won't we? We certainly will. There's endless topics because there's endless money in sports. <laughs> yeah, I just want some of it, Cam. Yeah, I know I, you're I getting, just want a little bit of I'm it. I'm sure you're getting your fair share. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Cam, appreciate your time. As always, big thank you to all the listeners out there. The inaugural edition of the Straight Cash Homie Podcast. He is Cam Evans, president of the Evans Law Group, 
also very active in sports law, represents professional and Olympic athletes. My name is Neil Rule, local sports broadcaster here in Detroit. So thanks again to everybody for their time. We'll be back at you next week with another edition of the Straight Cash Homie Podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. Well, see you later.